Reactions to different news is interesting. And, you know, the disciples had news um, after Easter. They had news that Jesus was alive again. And you would have thought that the immediate reaction would be, yes, brilliant, wow, what's happening, wonderful. But it wasn't really like that for all of them. Paul is going to come and read a little bit from the Bible for us. Oh, when she's found it. Okay, so um, I'm reading from um, John 21, starting at verse 21, and it's entitled, Jesus and the Miracle of Many Fish. After this, Jesus appeared to his disciples again. It was by the Sea of Galilee. Here is what happened. Simon Peter and Thomas, who was also called Didymus, were there together. Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee were with them. So were two other disciples. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. They said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. That night, they didn't catch anything. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realise that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, don't you have any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat. There you will find some fish. When they did, they could not pull the net into the boat, There were too many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Simon Peter, It is the Lord. And as Peter heard that, he put his coat on. He had taken it off earlier. Then he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat. They were towing the net full of fish. The shore was only about a hundred yards away. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals. There were fish on it. There was also some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat. He dragged the net to the shore. It was full of large fish. There were 153 of them. But even with that many fish, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them. He did the same thing with the fish. This was the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Thank you. Now, it's interesting that that's the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples. But at the beginning of that passage, the beginning of that story, they weren't excited. They weren't jumping around. They weren't saying, yes, Jesus is alive. But they knew he was because he'd appeared to them before. In fact, they didn't know what to do. They're like, well, what should we do? Mm, Jesus is alive. How should we? And then Peter said, well, I'm going to go fishing. Or if you like, he said, I'm going to do what we used to do before we met Jesus. I'm going to go back and I'm going to fish because that's all I really know how to do. I don't really know what to do. And so the disciples went back out and they started fishing again. They hadn't done that for ages because they'd been with Jesus. And even though Jesus was alive... They went back to what they'd always done. Or if you like, they decided to live as if Jesus wasn't alive, as if everything had gone back to normal. They decided to try and work out life for themselves again, and they started with fishing, because that's what they'd always known. They started to guess how they should do life now that Jesus was alive. We can't see for definite what's happening, 
We guess a little bit. And, you know, sometimes I think that we live life like that. We sort of guess how life should be lived. And we can work out the probabilities. Sometimes things seem to be leading in this direction. So, yes, we'll go there because that seems right. Sometimes things just fit together so we think we'll choose that because that seems right. And that's an okay way to live because, let's face it, most people live like that and it works out okay a lot of the time. And that's what the disciples were doing when Jesus had risen from the dead, but they weren't sure what to do, so they just went and did what they thought was right. Well, let's go fishing. That's what we've always done. Probability is we should do it again because we're skilled in that area. But then Jesus arrived and he showed them that actually there was a different way to live. That they didn't just have to do what they'd always done and plod through life and try and make decisions on their own. Because actually he was here. And when he was here, things could be transformed. When he was here, he said to them, no, don't put the net over that side like you think you should. Put the net over that side. And when they did, they caught more fish than they could imagine because Jesus was there. And he was changing the rules of life. He was saying, this is the way that life can be lived with me. It can be full and it can be free. And I will be at the centre of it. This is the kind of life that I'm inviting you into. And this is the kind of life that Jesus invites us into. Because sometimes I think we live as if actually Jesus isn't alive. And we try and muddle through and we try and guess the way and we try and work out what the best thing to do is. Whereas actually Jesus is saying, I'm here. And I've got a life for you to live that you could never imagine. You just need to come to me and to ask me to guide you and lead you and show you. And I will. I want to invite you into this life where I am working and I am moving and I am doing amazing things. We've now got a little bit of a story time. People enjoy stories? I'm not expecting anything back today because clearly, you know, oh, wonderful. Um, David has got a sofa because you need a sofa when you're reading a story, don't you? I bet people have wondered why there was a sofa here. Do you think they have? This is why. David, over to you. Do any of the younger ones want to come a bit closer? Because there's some quite nice pictures in this book. What we really need, Dave, for, for the future, what we really need is a little, um, you know, camera on the screen. Because it's a great book. It's a lovely book. This book is called The Fish Who Could Wish. Has any, have any of you read this book before? You have. You've read it before. You've read it before. Excellent. The Fish who could wish. In the deep, deep blue sea, in the deep of the blue, swam a fish who could wish, and each wish would come true. Oh, the fun that he had, oh, the things he would do, just wishing away in the deep water blue. He wished... For a castle. He wished for a car. He wished for a horse and a Spanish guitar. And he rode through the ocean singing O Solo Mio, backed by a group called the Hermit Crab Trio. <laughs> Once, when he wished he could go out and ski, It snowed for a week under the sea. 
He wished he could fly and to his delight flew twice round the world in exactly one night. If sharks came a-hunting for a nice fishy treat, he'd quickly just wish he was too small to eat. There he is. And to teach sharks a lesson, do you know what he'd wish? That he was a shark and the shark was a fish. He'd wish himself square or as round as a biscuit, triangular, oval, name it, he wished it. He wished for fine suits and handsome silk ties, but the one thing he never wished was to be wise. One day, just for fun, that silly old fish wished the silliest, silliest wish he could wish. That silly old fish wished he could be just like the other fish there in the sea, but wishing was something other fish could not do. So that was his very last wish that came true. There we go. That's the end of the story. Sad story. Round of applause, though. <laughs> Wonderful. With Jesus, we have a wonderful life that is full of lots of different possibilities. It's not a life where wishes come true, just to make it clear. But it's a wonderful life where things that we thought weren't possible can happen because of Jesus. But you know, often I think that we can think, I just want an ordinary life. Just like that fish wanted to be like everyone else. Sometimes I think we think, we just want to be like everyone else. They seem to be bumbling along okay. They don't seem to have the dilemmas and the issues that we have. We just want to be like them. But Jesus has offered us a life that is full of wonderful, amazing things. It is also full of suffering. And it's also full of hardship. And it's also full of sacrifice. But it is a life that is full of Jesus which makes it better than any other life that we could ever live. So when we think that we want to be like everyone else because their life seems better and okay, where we're struggling with sacrifice and hardship, we need to remember that actually our life is full of Jesus. He is at the centre and it's the life that he desires us to live. It's not a life where... We're asked to pray and read the Bible and come to church and those are the things we need to tick and that's the life we live, which we can sometimes boil it down to. It's a life full of Jesus. Pete Gregg, who was speaking at Spring Harvest, who many of you heard, says this. He says, can I be honest with you? Just before I start, he's the man who does the 24-7 prayer. He set up that. Can I be honest with you? I'm, not, I'm actually not into prayer. It's Jesus I'm into. So we talk. I don't believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of God. So I ask for his help. A lot. I'm not into evangelism. I hate evangelism. I'm into Jesus. So I talk to people about him. I'm I'm not into social justice. I'm into Jesus. So I find myself picking fights with his enemies. I'm not into worship. All those soft rock songs over and over again. 
I'm into Jesus. So when I see him, I smile, I bow. And yes, okay, I admit that I sing quite a bit too. I'm not into church. Have you seen the state of it? But I'm into Jesus, so I like his people. They're a little bit weird, but hey, so am I. The vision you see is Jesus, and that's who I'm into. And you know, I think that sums up life following Jesus. It's not about all the extra things that we try and make it about. Those are good and they help us, but they're not the important things. It's about Jesus and having a relationship with him. And if we live in that, then we do these things because of Jesus. Oh, we're finished. (laughs) So as we go from here, there's cake in the other room, by the way, so please stay for that and coffee and tea. May God bless us and may God keep us. And may God remind us that he is alive and living, and reigning. And may we walk as his people from this day on. Amen. Please be seated. Please, if you remember to sign the card for Julia, and also sign up for the Fenage Festival, if possible, and that next week we're here for our Sunday breakfast, and please come along and invite people to come with you. Thank you.